Welcome to New Entry Wrestling Podcast, baby! Welcome back to New Entry Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Sexy Ian, with my co-host, Jose! What it do, baby? (laughs) Ian, hey listeners, how's it going, guys? All right, listeners, before we get started, uh, please check out our merch pay, our merch store, uh, teesprings.com. Uh, check out, search for New Entry Wrestling Podcast. We got pretty cool shirts, masks, and posters. Also follow us on IG, uh, New Entry Wrestling Pod. We're also on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, and also on Radio Public. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and like this video. Yeah. And Jose, thank you for being. Oh, yeah. Thumbs up. (laughs) Jose, thank you for being back on this uh, podcast and being my co-host again. No problem. It's a pleasure. Thank you again for having me back. And uh, we have a pretty shocking topic to talk about. So you want to go ahead? Yeah, let's go right off the top. All righty. So. Vince McMahon is retiring as World Wrestling Entertainment Chairman and CEO. He announced Friday. He announced Friday. In a WWE news release, the 76-year-old or actually 77-year-old McMahon further announced that his daughter, Stephanie, and current WWE President Nick Khan will be taking over as co-CEOs. Stephanie McMahon, who has been acting as interim CEO, will also take over as chairwoman, according to the, to the McMahon statement. McMahon had previously stepped down from his role as chairman and CEO in the wake of a Wall Street Journal report that revealed a WWE board investigation into a secret $3 million settlement given by McMahon to a former WWE paralegal. But at the time, McMahon still kept his role as the head of WWE creative and sources told ESPN that McMahon stepping down was done for optics. The Wall Street Journal followed up with another report about alleged McMahon improprieties on July the 8th. The newspaper reported that the board was given was investigating $12 million given to four former WWE employees or contractors to silence allegations about McMahon's sexual misconduct. The $12 million included an alleged $7.5 million to a former uh, female WWE wrestler who said McMahon coerced her into having oral sex, demoted her, and then didn't renew her contract in 2005 after she resisted further sexual encounters with him. God damn. Four? I thought it was just two. No, that that new story broke out even more over the following weeks after that initial report. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> and that's from ESPN News, mm-hmm. which is funny because um, they don't look at WWE as a real sport. Right. But yeah, they're making reports only when they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> Or I mean, some... they've, tried, they've tried to do business in the past before, but didn't really work out once they got the Fox deal going. Which makes sense. But uh, the whole part with the whole 2005, has there, there's been rumors about who it could have been. There was rumors that it was uh, Rosa Mendes, I believe. That Rosa Mendes is one of the rumored ones. Uh, uh, Christy. It's another rumor. Ashley. Ashley Mazzaro. Uh, I, I, I can't remember the, the, the other one. Uh, there was, I, want, I don't know if it was Candace Michelle. 
or I could that see was that the storyline that maybe people are thinking because of the storyline that they had. Yeah, that, that could be true. Her. Uh, I mean, there was also the issues with Sable back then in those in the mid two thousands when she had her comeback and left, and then briefly came back again. Uh, there was rumors that you know even back when she did her first run in the in the late nineties of possibly something going on between them or anything like that because she right. did sue the company at one point, but it was settled out of court. Mm. And then. Um... Kansas Michelle see the problem where I feel is like with Kansas Michelle is like she was there till 2008 right right and I think so, of course this is the the contract expired in 2005 and was not renewed and then with Ashley she was with WWE until 2008 as well I think I, I think and I believe one. yeah and I believe her and Kansas Michelle both started in 2005 right because they were both part... in, the D- yeah, in the divas church they were being part of the same the same competition like the same season right that they had Divas search contest i think they were both on the same one mm. um there it's just it's just it's just crazy how it went how the whole pandemics is over now there's so COVID is still going on a little bit, but the whole pandemic is over. And then basically we could finally go back to our normal lives and WWE can go back being normal, but it's like, it just keeps going like this. Yeah. And, and it's just like, this is like probably the biggest news. And like, people are saying like this news is basically up there with the first WrestleMania. But not in a good way, right? And, and I mean, it, I, can, I can kind of see where people are getting because this is one of the things that we all knew one day he was going to step down or just right. pass away. It was going to be one of those two things, but I, I don't think nobody saw it happening the way it did. Yeah, exactly. With, with scandal and allegations like this, especially even though there is a known history of him by his own admittance, he, you know, spoke about it in a playboy interview and Howard Stern interview where he was definitely just banging whatever he could get his hands on, whoever he could get his hands on. Basically he said it himself, like anything in a skirt, he'll chase. So he did have that history there, but after a while, we just, you just said it right there. You just said it. He chased after them, but he doesn't force anything. Right. It's just, I have an offer for you. It's up to you if you want to accept. You don't want to accept, I'll move on to the next girl. Right. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's been, everything as far as what's been reported shows that it's been consensual for the most part. Mm-hmm. Now, it just doesn't look it, it, good. And it, it, yeah. it is, in the end of the day, it's wrong. It's a question of morality. It's yeah. immoral, immoral, and really it's immoral. And that's what a lot of people are kind of hanging the their head on is that, all right, because it is immoral, it's, ultimately evil which a lot of people in business do things like that there's been a history of multiple businessmen being in multiple relationships with multiple employees you know doing the same kind of things but less money know, too it, it doesn't have it doesn't have <laughs> the same highlight on it that wwe has that vince has especially right. coming from a specific industry like wrestling and it's Cause I kind of, I, I have so much to say, but I kind of want to watch how I say it. 
because I don't right. want people to take it the wrong way. And then I don't want to make it sound like I mean it that way. But and also, I don't want to talk about a certain somebody like Ashley who passed away. Right. And there's I'm pretty sure you heard some dark stories about her passing and why she passed. Right. It's like I don't we I kind of want to I just want to say it, but I don't want to talk about it. So uh, I'll say it and we'll just move on from it. Apparently, uh, Ashley went overseas for a WWE tour. Uh, I, was it uh, for the army, right? Was I think it, it was the, it was some kind of USO or, or some type was, of European tour. Yeah. I've heard the story too. It was based, basically she was forced uh, by so, a soldier or somebody somebody in that army base and she reported it to Vince and Vince basically just didn't care for it and apparently that's how she had her first child basically from the attack but I don't recall I don't recall her getting pregnant right away I thought she got pregnant like a year later after she left OAE that's what I think it was but the version I heard of that story was that it wasn't somebody that was in in the military that basically did that. It was actually the rumor is that it was Umaga. Umaga. That Umaga was the one. And that one is I've heard that story being told on multiple other shows and through behind the scenes like uh shoot interviews that mm -hmm. they have said that that's what basically had forced her to ultimately leave. And there was a lot of unresolved trauma from that for her. Yeah, and then the the weird thing. Oh, sorry, my mistake. It said that her child was born while she she still had her run in the WWE. Okay. So uh, I don't know, but when she came back, she came back and she had a good push, and maybe maybe that's why. But and and the other hand, the other story I did hear was apparently the that child is Vince McMahon's. But apparent, but the thing is, it's just like one of those things where it's like, if your boss got you pregnant, like you won right there. You could take them to court. You have DNA proof and everything. Right. I just don't see why you wouldn't do it. Uh, and then the other hand is Paul Heyman. He was uh, he did an interview stating that he believes that there was something going on between Ashley and Vin Vince McMahon because uh, he where the talent stays Paul Heyman was going to his room and he he noticed because he walked that's earlier that day or the next day he said that he saw Vince McMahon uh he knows that that room right there is Ashley's right and he saw Vince like by that door and so he thought there was something going on right and, and that's just the optics of I mean you see something yeah. like that you, you, in your mind you'll put two and two together and knowing like again knowing Vince's history it's very easy to come to that conclusion saying right oh, what's going on at that time I'm pretty you know and it's funny because at that time Paul Hammond's probably like nothing's going on but now fast forward so many years later and everything that's been going on now he's probably like oh that makes sense yeah. The light bulb goes that, off. Yeah. And it's like, but then, but then the problem is because it was like, it took you so many years later to say something and it took you for what's going on with Vince now for you to speak up. Now people are saying, well, can he, is he telling the truth? Is he just saying right. that because he got fired by him? It's like, 
you know, this is why when things happen, you people need to speak up at that moment. They right. don't have to, at least a, a fine, you know, a week later, a month later, you know, when you're ready, but five to 10 years later, it's just like, how do we know you're telling the truth? Is it just because what happened with this person now? I mean, I'll make this comparison to it. And this is just from experiences in the military from being in it. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot, a lot of the cover up and the good boy system is something that I've noticed in wrestling as well, where it's such a, a petty group, a petty industry, a petty organization, and the military is the same way that people get in certain positions of power and they'll start doing things for other people out of their own interest. Okay. So basically when something like that happens, they, the victim will usually not speak up because they already know that that person has backup. Right. And even for them trying to speak up, it's not really going to leave nowhere. It's just going to get squashed. I can approach that. Yeah. I understand that. that. That stuff that I saw happen in my experience in the military you know, people would say like, man, I wish I really would have said something way after the fact, you know, because at the time they, you already knew that if you spoke up, you were going to get outlined, you were going to get marked out and then people are going to start fucking with you. Even right. if you, even if you're just trying to help the victim out, then yeah. that chain of command or that, that group that's in power will just start, you know, browbeating the shit out of you and, and basically messing with you. So mm -hmm. I think if this is my thought of right. my not right. like how it, it probably has gone back there again we all don't really know unless we're actually there to to bear witness yeah it, it's just i guess my thing is i don't want to single somebody out where again with ashley where it's like or even candace michelle rose Mendes. it's just like right. the, these are attractive women but but there is melina there's nikki bella there's a uh, Trish Stratus where it's like, what's the difference between them and the other females? Right. How come Vince, maybe Vince did approach them. Maybe he didn't. It's just a lot of where it's like, I don't get it. How right. is it that he, he'll go after you, but not, not her. her. And how, if, if, if Vince did go up to this group of girls or women, why are they not speaking up? Right. It's it could be again, he just kind of knew who to go after, who was, you know, maybe he heard target. maybe he heard stories about them. Heard stories, you know, any any of those could be a factor. It, it reminds me of an old Dave Chappelle joke from like one of his early stand-ups about how uh, he was joking about the Monica Lewinsky Bill Clinton situation. It's like powerful men just fuck whoever's the closest to them. It's not a matter of like looking. For someone specifically, it's like, oh, you're the you're the closest one. Come here. What do you mean closest one? Like basically, like whoever's in their general area that's an attractive woman, that's who they pull. Mm. You know, it's not like necessarily like he's seeking out. Like, could he have gone after Trish? Gone after Lita? Gone after Mickey? Many. You know, so I'm, it so it's like, but it's more like basically popping his head out the door and saying, oh, like I'm I want to get down. Who's nearby? You. Mm. All right. Basically. So, so it's like if you work in a in a department store and then you work in a electronic store and then you're just like, well, you work in the same department with me. I'm just gonna flirt with you. Right. Okay. Kind of like that. 
it's that was kind of like I said, it's a Chappelle joke. It's more right, more, right. Way funnier if you actually see the joke than me trying to recreate it. Yeah, no, exactly. It is um, but besides all that negative stuff, um, Vince McMahon he retired. Clear. My thing is just like everybody else. Why did he retire on Twitter? Why did he not show up on, on SmackDown and say, hey, guys, I'm going to retire. Thank you for everything. Bye. Meaning people are thinking there's more dirt on him. They found more dirt, and that's why he just said, bye, I'm gone. So now the focus is not on WWE. So if the, there is more dirt coming out, it's instead of Vince McMahon and WWE looking bad, it's just going to be Vince McMahon looking bad. Exactly that, because uh, earlier this week, there was reports that there were other stories that were being worked on by Wall Street Journal and other news outlets. And this right. one I had heard uh, from Jason Solomon, Solomonster. He's the one that, like, uh, first person I heard really mention him and heard it from, like, other sources. Um, that there were other stories incoming. So I think that's the board probably put pressure on him and said, listen, quit while you're ahead. And of course, there was also that issue about his leak. I don't think it was the board. I think it was Vince's lawyer who's or like, the lawyer, or you got to leave. <laughs> yeah, it could have been his lawyer too. Jerry could have been like, hey, look, all these stories are not about to start coming out. We got to make moves. Because there was also that issue where they said that his contract, basically his contract had leaked. Or it could be, you could find it online, uh, apparently, that it has all the wording. It's like, what are the grounds where if he gets fired under these conditions, he'll, get, he'll receive some form of money from it from payments though if there's another condition that's not met he'll get no money if he steps out on his own you know it's things like that so they're trying to like dissect a lot a lot of that stuff to try to figure out how is it that he was able to just basically announce it online via twitter and basically still maintain in somewhat of a monetary position within the company because i think they said that he might still be a shareholder within the company he's just stepped away from everything else that's basically official duties exactly so I and I guess in a way when you're retiring instead of being fired because if you're fired or quitting you, yeah or quitting yeah basically. quitting you you can't you can't just be like okay well I'm getting fired before I get fired hold on let me announce my replacement you can't do that but if you're right. gonna retire you could be like okay well I'm gonna retire you're taking my spot you're doing this you're gonna be doing this I'm promoting you blah 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 and everything right thank you for everything goodbye so I guess that's why. He, because he now, Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon, they're both code C- CEO, correct? Right. Right. Triple H is in charge of talent. Right. I thought Bruce Pritchard was. No, Bruce had been moved to the NXT, it, right? Well, the overall producer, like okay. the overall producer of all the shows, basically heading all three shows. Now, at one point, he was talent relations. He did hold that position once before. Mm-hmm. And currently, it was Johnny Ace that had... John, that oh, oh, John, John okay. Ace's Johnny Ace, there you go. Okay. So then, he, of course, once his name got put into the, everything that was going on, then they suspended him, and now, ultimately, he's been fired from that position since now Triple H has taken over that position. Okay. That's where I was look, like, I got confused for a second. Um... So I'm trying to like go into the good things now. I was going to say. <laughs> now, now, how do you think 
what what do you think about all this now that Vince McMahon is gone? I definitely look at it in retrospect because I've been watching this stuff since I was five. I'm 37. So, you know, do the math on the amount of years that I've watched. And I watched it consistently throughout all those decades. Mm-hmm. And not just, you know, WWE. I started with Mexican wrestling with AAA. Not AAA, I'm sorry. AAA was in 92, 93. With uh, CMLL. Started watching that, like, in Mexico with, like, my grandpa. Right. And then started watching WWE. Earliest memories are of, like, WWE. And then founding, finding WCW, NWA, and ECW. And then, like, all the local stuff around Chicago. And then once I moved down here to Texas, same thing. Just kind of following local promotions and seeing the expansion of, like, how wrestling is. But from that, you could really see everything that trickled down from what Vince was doing. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, his impact on what wrestling became was and is now, it comes from him. Even right. like some of the stuff that AEW does, you know, uh, you can see even those the fans or the sycophants, however you want to call them, stance, whatever it may be, they don't want to, you know, really admit it or say that, no, they're not doing what WWE did. At some point, everything recycles itself. So they're taking from stuff that happened back maybe in the 90s, early 2000s, WWE, and applying it to now, which nothing wrong with it. I mean, like I said, everything moves in, in a circle. Everything goes in a cycle. So all of that stuff's coming back around, but right. it all came from what he did, basically. So yeah. his impact in what's become a wrestling, without him, I doubt we'd have any of those moments that I've had in the, in the day, the heights of the Monday Night War, the Attitude Era. You know, all of that really came from what he built on. And this is, obviously, this is the big one, but this is not the first time that Vince has been on the news he had um he why what was the issue with hulk hogan was it to keep the name off hulk hogan right and then also the steroid use right the steroid issue that was actually when yesterday when that news broke it was the 28th anniversary of when he beat the federal government on those steroid charges Mm -hmm. and the whole thing that was behind that is that the doctor that was running the steroids basically was working with WWE. He got busted and he just dropped names. And that's mm. how Vince got put into it. That's how Hogan got put into it. And other wrestlers, uh, Jesse Ventura. That's how they all got uh, drawn into that court case. And ultimately it went on Vince as being the ringleader of it. And that's where Hulk Hogan testified against Vince in the steroid trial. Ah, uh, I see, I see. Um, so obviously this episode was supposed to be like a SummerSlam thing, yeah. all that. But now with the whole news with Vince McMahon, it's just like, oh my gosh, man, just um, is there any word of Vince going to court? court? No, because none of this has been proven to be a criminal offense. Okay. It's all been, it all can basically be dragged into civil court and lawsuits for him. That's mm. where it can come down to. But uh, that's if now- somebody wants to do that. That's if somebody wants to, but it's again, all of these people signed NDA agreements and, you know, so nobody can speak up. Right. And then unless it's found that, you know, the way these stories, because one of them did speak up, you know, and broke their NDA, then that's when legal action can be taken. And not just from that person, but from Vince themselves, because they're saying, hey, we had an agreement. You were not to speak about this. You spoke to someone. So now I might be able to get, you know, basically he'll be able to sue that person. So when it comes to somebody needs to 
finalize this. So there was a lawyer who made this contract for mm-hmm. that hush money. Yeah. So I didn't know that was a thing. There is some lawyers where they say, no, I can't do this. Though right. They won't because they look at it as um, a prostitute. Right. But there's some people where it's like, they'll, they'll, they'll make the contract for Vince. This is the only way that it will work in court. Right. So it's just crazy that, that he would go through all that trouble where it's just like, why can't you just get a girlfriend, man? Right. <laughs> why can't I you mean- just go up to this, go up to whoever and just be like, let me take you out to dinner. And then, and hopefully the end of the night, we stay up all night long. Right. And then that's it. I mean, as far as like those contracts go, again, that just really depends on the lawyer and what kind of law they're practicing. If they deal in that kind of law, then they probably don't have any issues drawing up a contract like that to, right. to make things like that happen, especially with like corporate law. They're, you know, notorious for just being ruthless about negotiations. They have to be because of the nature of their field. So that, you know, just finding the right lawyer can definitely get that done. Now, as far as like, why didn't he just, you know, get a girlfriend? I mean, again, that's the easiest way through. I mean, if he was really just wanting to be single again, then yeah, he could have easily just divorced Linda and, you know, kept it like that. Yeah. You know, and, and, still, and still keep the business arrangements that they have because obviously she's well involved in the business as, as an owner of the, of, of WWE as well. You know, for I the guess it'd just time. be easier. Or being a shareholder for the longest time. Yeah, it could be easier than to basically deal with those lawyers and dealing with divorce court and then having mm-hmm. to split things up, give money here, give money there. That probably was too much of a hassle for him. So he I think I had an open marriage. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's a most that's a really common thing nowadays too with a lot of people is is having open relationships like that where they're like, okay, we're together, but we're free to do anyone else. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, Brock Lesnar, well, similar to Vince, but Brock Lesnar walked out on WWE, basically saying that if he's gone, I'm gone too. He walked out. I told everybody that he just went out and got his DoorDash order, but, you know, (laughs) but whatever. And he came back later on on SmackDown. Apparently, there was a lot of, um, what's it called, they they changed the script a lot because Brock walked out. Apparently Brock Lesnar was going to be the whole show was basically be around Brock, but cause Brock Lesnar walked out, he came back uh, after the first hour on smack, the first hour of SmackDown live. And then he, they showed him up in the main event uh, to give a uh, Austin theory at five Brock Lesnar, basically just, he came back cause he cooled down I don't know if there was no report if anybody spoke with him or anything, but apparently he just walked out, cooled down, and came back and then basically said that if you want me on tonight, I'll be on. If not, if not. And then so uh, mistake me if I'm wrong because I didn't watch the show. Apparently Austin Theory was supposed to walk out on the Usos and then that was it because Brock Lesnar was gone. But then Austin Theory did end up leaving, and then he came back out because he didn't knew Brock Lesnar came back to give him the F5 because that was going to be the plan. Long, uh, No, sorry, Austin Theory was going to walk out, and then Brock Lesnar was going to come out and attack the Usos. 
I hadn't heard as far as like what those plans were, but like what basically happened is the main event match happened and the tension was between really the Usos and Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. And Which makes no that. sense. They, well, like I said, the Red Nuggets are playing that storyline as to like who, who Theory's going to cash on. And he earlier in the show had made mention to the Usos that he will cash in on, on Roman. And during the match, I guess that if I remember correctly, I, I was kind of watching the show. I had it on. I wasn't like really halfway paying attention to it. Right. But uh, they went in for one of the users went for the tag. He basically jumped off the apron and then was going to start walking away. And then mm-hmm. that's one of the other Usos circled around on the other side to cut him off. And then when he turned, the other Usos super kicked him and then they rolled him into the ring. And then ah. they started to walk away. Uh, but then whole smiles broke out. You know, dives started happening. People started flying everywhere. And then we had the finish of the match. And then that's when Brock came out and i kind of yeah. had a feeling something was gonna happen because i looked at the time when the match finished i'm like okay it's about another four or five minutes left before it hits nine o'clock the cutoff time so someone's gonna come out something's gonna happen i was thinking i hadn't heard anything yet whether brock had come back or anything like that so i was thinking like maybe they grabbed lashley and just kind of keep going since they got their match coming up for the united states title right. to basically do something there to fill that kind of spot when i heard the news about Brock leaving or walking out again because now everybody's kind of like shitting on the dirt sheets because they're like oh see you guys got it wrong you guys backpedaling now and all that stuff which again somebody could have heard something from somebody and then they just went off for that we don't really know full details right Uh, but when I heard the news of it I'm like it didn't surprise me because Brock has a lot of loyalty to Vince kind of like Undertaker has a lot of loyalty to Vince but even though Brock, at the same time, is not above telling Vince, shut the fuck up, go fuck yourself. Because we saw that one video where um, he came in backstage after a match and just threw the belt. like. Oh, yeah, because he was supposed to drop the title. Right, he was supposed to drop the title and he wasn't happy about the finish. So as soon as he came through the back, he just like chucked the fucking belt at Vince. You know, so as much as he has respect and admiration for Vince, he's also not above, you know, checking him either. So that didn't surprise me the fact that if that report is true, that he did walk out, it doesn't surprise me. And like you said, he probably just needed to cool off. You know, he, Brock has been known to be a hothead. He's a big dude. He just, you know, blew up and just like needed to step outside, get his thoughts together. And then probably someone would reach out, talk to him, calm them down. And then he just came back. It, because weird. what was crazy is like immediately after all that shit broke down, then there was the whole thing about Goldberg being the replacement for, for yeah. summer. So I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So my thing, it's funny because um, when since Stephanie is code, even though she's only code CEO, me personally, I would think Stephanie and Brock Lesnar have a good relationship. Same. I I if you told me that they're either they're not in good terms or they're not even friends, they're not they don't even talk to each other except hey hi how are you doing nice to see you today good luck today, if that's all they say, I will be in shock. Because how right. they used to, how Stephanie McMahon used to be uh, the GM back on SmackDown back in 02. Right. Like the fact that they used to work backstage a lot, I, w- I would think they would have good chemistry and they would be basically friends. Triple right. H, eh. But, yeah, I mean, you know, he's gotten better now. I mean, obviously, yeah. Triple H in, in the 2020s, it's a completely different Triple H than early 2000s when he was a, a yeah, full yeah. Reign of Terror competitor. And he only wanted certain people in the company to represent the company. So, yeah, I, I was shocked because, I, you know, but whoever, I don't know, again, I don't know if 
Brock Lesnar cooled down or somebody talked him out of it. And uh, but thank you, Brock Lesnar, for coming back. So that way we don't have to see Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, which I highly doubt because many, many uh, years ago, Goldberg said to himself, I can't just be like, hey, can you show up at Wrestle next week? No, right. <laughs> I need like at least two or three months. I could show up on Raw and we could build up a match. I could give right. that person a spear. But if you want me to wrestle, no. And, and especially a last man standing match, no. <laughs> so I highly thought we were going to get Goldberg, but just in case, uh, whatever the case is, thank you, Brock Lesnar, for coming back. And that way we could see this SummerSlam. The only thing that concerns me is that what was the original plan when Vince was in charge? Is it is the plan, is the, you know, the booking of the match still going to be the same or is there going to be new changes to the match? That's a good question because, I mean, we all saw that Theory was basically Vince's project. And oh, that's him, the other thing, too. And him winning Money in the Bank was basically a Vince move because he wanted, he wanted it to prep him up to be basically the, the future, the next guy to, to carry things after Roman is done. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> we, we got Cody Rhodes to replace Roman Reigns. We got Cody Rhodes. We got Seth Rollins. We got um, Ezekiel. We got Kevin Owens. And that's just name a yeah. few. Austin Theory, he's the next Miz. He's the next possibly Randy Orton in like five to 10 years. Right. But within the next five years, he's the next Miz. Yeah. So they got him prepped up to, you know, Vince basically had him prepped up to, you know, be someone in the future. Now with him gone, now there's that question too. It, does, does the plan still go forward with him? Do they see in him what Vince saw and continue to do this push? Right. Because if they don't, then, you know, who will be the one to actually get that spot, you know, and, and who can they build on basically for the future? And you kind of have to look at the next roster. The only one I could think of that could be close to that is probably uh, Braun Breaker, just because oh, yeah. for being someone who's as young as he is and already has a natural ability for this, he could be another one that, you know, maybe in a year or so he could win the next money in the bank, you know, whenever he gets called up to the main roster and maybe I, I wouldn't build on. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but at the same time, I feel like if he's going to get that big win, it should be the Royal Rumble leading on to WrestleMania. There's right. certain people where it's like they need to win the Royal Rumble, and there's certain people where it's like, yeah, they should win the Money in the Bank briefcase. So, but uh, but fortunately, uh, we're running out of time because this is going to be a short episode, uh, and we just want to talk base with Vince McMahon and Brock Lesnar but on the next episode we're going to be talking about um, Wrestlemania way ahead of myself we're going to (laughs) be talking about SummerSlam and our top favorite matches and Jose's top favorite matches and the lineup on the card so hopefully there's more update on the card by the time that episode comes out or by the time of recording so but all right listeners before we go check out our merch page merch page merch Merch store, teesprings.com, uh, new entry wrestling podcast. We're also, uh, where are we? Uh, IG, new entry wrestling pod. We're also on Spotify, Google, Apple, and Radio Public. If you're listening or watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and like this video. Give it a thumbs up, baby. So, all right, Jose, thank you for being my co-host once again. 
until until next time we are out peace yay